Hello and welcome to M's Authority Podcast, episode 14. I am M, and I am here for another week in your ears. Uh, this week we are speaking all things uh, astro, uh, what is happening in the stars. It is a pretty big week in the lead up to uh, the first eclipse, the first one of two eclipses, uh, which will be happening next uh, Monday, oh sorry, Sunday the 15th, I think it is actually. Um, so again, I'm going to let you know I have my Eclipse Masterclass coming up that's going to be speaking more into uh, exactly what this Eclipse season brings um, and how it's going to affect you, how it's going to affect your chart, um, and yeah, how it's going to affect you personally. I'm going to break down um, people's charts on a f- personal uh, level. It's a live call. If you can't make the live call, uh, there will be a replay sent out directly to you afterwards. It's only $22.00. Uh, so it's definitely something you want to jump onto and be prepared as best you can for eclipse season because uh, this is essentially the build-up uh, before the car, yeah, the, the building, the calmness before the storm of eclipse season fully hits uh, because, yeah, we're in it, we're building up. Uh, that's the thing with these astrological things. We feel the build-up, the pressure of all of these energies uh, ready to come out into their full spectrum. So uh, that would be my biggest piece of advice. Uh, definitely get into that masterclass. Uh, again, it's only $22. I will pop a link in the show notes, uh, and that's going to be held on Friday the 13th, Freaky Friday at 10 a.m. Um, and again, if you uh, can't come on live, feel free to uh, send me through some questions if you have any, um, and yeah, I'll get to them on the call, and then you'll get sent the replay afterwards. Uh, and whilst I'm also talking about my offerings, um, we also have, uh, Rosie and myself have our half day business retreat, BizSpark Revival. And this is going to be such a beautiful half day, uh, where we get to spend time together in an intimate container with only 10 women. And we are going to basically over deliver to the shithouse, uh, all things, uh, energetic reset, realigning you and preparing you for 2024. You're going to get a 90 day quarter, um, well, Q1 plan of all of the astrological weather and how you can use that to your strengths in your business. So that is going to be super fucking powerful. Um, and, that will just be like, yeah, an extra thing that you're going to take home with you from that day. Um, we'll also discuss uh, how you can leverage astrology in your business. And Rosie will also talk about human design. And yeah, we'll do a bit of hot seat coaching. You'll also get to uh, do some energy work with the two of us. We are both energy workers. So we're going to be sitting in circle um, and we're going to take you on a beautiful cacao and breath journey. And during that process, we'll be doing some Reiki and Rosie will also be doing some pranic healing. So uh, there's going to be some one-to-one uh, experiences there too, as in during that ceremony, like we'll be working on you as like one-on-one. Uh, so that's going to be super, super fun. Um, and again, that is 180 if you book before, actually, I think that's Tuesday. So get onto that uh, very quick. Um, otherwise, price goes up to 222. Um, so that is something you won't want to miss out on. And then the other thing as well, which I haven't really officially launched as such, and again, this is going to be a really beautiful, intimate thing, uh, on the 22nd of October, so that will be a Sunday afternoon, I am calling all women of the Sunshine Coast, uh, well, actually, only 10 of you, um, and you'll know if you feel the pull of the call to join uh, this beautiful community that I'm creating. Uh, It's literally going to be a beautiful time where we can come together, create community, And again, we're going to be doing some beautiful journeying with some cacao, some breathworks and meditations and really coming together as a sisterhood in a community. 
Um, so if you have been looking for that sulfur connection of beautiful like-minded sisters, uh, this would be the place to come because it's all about sisters supporting sisters. Um, so if that calls to you as well, uh, that's a pay what you can. So literally, um, if you are flush for cash, then sure, pay whatever you like. Um, if money is a bit hard um, at the moment, then, you know, you can pay a dollar. Like it actually doesn't even matter. So um, I want to make it accessible for everyone to attend and just be held in that community as well. So uh, those are my three things. Now, I will jump right into this episode. So I really wanted to start off firstly, before I really jump into uh, astrologically what's happening for the week ahead, um, I really want to speak into what the power is of knowing this information, one, in your life and two, in your business. So I guess when it comes to, you know, me doing these little downloads and giving you a little bit of advice around, you know, watch out for this day or this might come up, getting a bit in the throat. Um, it's really basically an invitation for you to just be aware, to bring awareness. It's I think awareness is key here. And, you know, some things you can use astrology to predict. But again, I never like to make anything definitive because we all have free will. And this, you know, whether we like it or not, we are energetic beings having effects of the, the cosmos and the cosmos actually affect us a lot more than we may think. So, uh, when you think of that in the grand scheme of things, we're all experiencing the same collective energy and we're all made up of different parts of the cosmos. So it's going to affect everyone differently. And that's why we are all unique in our own expression and in our own ways. So, um, yeah, when it comes to, you know, the day-to-day stuff and I look at things and I look at themes and I see what's happening in the world. And for instance, like it's, uh, I'm recording this on Sunday and this is going to air tomorrow, which is Monday. And over the weekend, so I think it was last night, I don't normally ever listen to the news, um, but I just thought I wanted to just tune in before I listened to, uh, before I recorded this episode. I just wanted to see what was happening in the world because we have just, uh, we're still in it right now and we'll still feel the effects of this, but, you know, a couple of days either side of this weekend. Um, but we have Mars, the planet of war, um, squaring Pluto, the planet of the underworld. And so what this can really bring up is things that are subconscious under the surface that we may not have seen. And Mars really activates that and brings all of that shadow up for us to deal with. Now, when that happens, uh, given that Mars is in Libra, the highest expression of Mars is really wanting to create equilibrium and harmony. But in its shadow, it can be really uh, thinking about itself and, you know, how is this going to serve me and what it's all about, me, me, me in the shadow of that. And so uh, when we look at, you know, that as a collective and what was playing out, so square meaning pressure. So there's this pressure of something that needs to be dealt with. You know, you, you've known that it may have been under there in the underworld of Pluto and it's finally rearing its head and you've got to deal with it. Mars is about taking action. And so uh, listening to the news, I literally heard that yesterday um, there was a shooting in Melbourne and I was like, holy fuck, <laughs> um, that is literally the definition of what like a Mars and Pluto square could bring up. And it was just like that particular person probably had a lot of stuff activating, um, a lot of pent up anger maybe came to the surface and, you know, the action and the trigger was Mars being like, this is what you've got to do. And so the beauty and the gift here is one, we can look at this as a collective thing and see like, okay, you know, that played out as a shadow part, but what is the highest expression of this? And when I really tuned into this, the highest expression of this is all about harmonization and realizing that we are all actually part of the same collective consciousness. And regardless of whether you believe this or not, uh, 
this is my truth and this is what I'm sharing and this is based on my belief system. However, I believe, you know, we are all one. And <clears throat> the more that we all connect with one another um, and all do our own part, the collective consciousness will rise, okay? And so uh, this invitation of this Mars-Pluto square is really asking us, okay, yes, I'm feeling this anger. How can I harm- harmonise it? How can I actually make it? to become loving, harmonious energy instead and alchemize and transmute because the beauty of Pluto, losing my words, Pluto here is that it has that ability to alchemize, to shift, to transform. And I think that if we could actually use this and be aware of this and if everyone was aware of this, uh, maybe the world uh, could actually really elevate its consciousness really quickly. And that's what the gift is and the invitations are by these, you know, different influencing energies that we have upon us in the stars. And so, yeah, like for me, I'm really just focusing today on sending love, sending love and raising my vibration and attuning to the higher energies of love. And, you know, if I have felt anger come up, I'm lovingly releasing it and really allowing that um, alchemization process to happen. Because we know that when one does the work, you know, if I do the work, I'm helping you. If you do the work, you're helping me. Because again, we're all part of the same. If you think of it as like, we're all made up of the ocean and we all form different parts and different waves. We all play our part in that wave. So uh, that is how I like to kind of view that and use astrology as well, you know, in our day-to-day lives. And that was just a perfect real-life example of how those energies were playing out. So I thought that was pretty cool and worthy of a mention. And, again, I haven't really been keeping up, but I hear there um, is a lot of stuff going on in politics, uh, especially globally. And again, this is going to be the theme that's going to be coming up again until Pluto fully comes out of Capricorn. It's really clearing out all the political systems. Um, Pluto will officially move into Aquarius for good in 2025 and it will stay there. Um, And we will never experience Pluto and Capricorn again in our lifetime. That won't happen again for another 230-something years. So um, what this is basically meaning for us, it's dismantling um, and really recreating and alchemizing and being like a phoenix from rising from the ashes there's going to be something really big that happens globally um across the next year and a bit um and it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out and what the beauty the beauty is in this is that pluto moves into aquarius and aquarius is all about new innovative energy so we're going to be doing things differently um it's going to be something we've not experienced before and yeah, again, I can, uh, that's, that's as far as my prediction goes with that, but just keep that in mind. Okay. That is just one way. And when we look at the cycles and what's happened in previous, uh, histories and, um, all sorts of different things, when you go back through the history of humanity and all these big things have happened and what was happening in the stars at that time, it's actually fucking phenomenal. The polarities, not polarities, the, um, what's the word, uh, the lineups of the astrological events that have occurred during, say, like the French Revolution, like what was happening with the big outer planets at that point. That's a big collective shift in energy, right? And so there's just been so many uncanny things that have been aligned to that. And, yeah, I have a feeling that when Pluto moves into Aquarius for good, uh, that's going to bring about a lot and a lot of change. Um, And so, yeah, Mars is probably only going to have one more square to um, Pluto and Libra, uh, yeah, from Libra into Pluto... Uh, I think we might get one more square next year. But again, it's really about how can we bring this equilibrium, this harmony, this justice as we're clearing out and what what is the highest expression? Are we just going to go into war and, you know, be the, the shadow aspect of this and just fight just for the sake of fighting, for separating, 
because we're not coming together in unity and harmony and consciousness. Anyways, I feel like this got a bit political. Um, thoughts about that. But I just want you to understand like the greater themes at play here. And that is how astrology is affecting us as a collective and our day-to-day life. And yeah, again, perfect little example of a real world thing that is playing out right now. Now, uh, the other thing, what was I going to talk about? Okay. Um, now, so that is just like, you know, collectively life. Now, if you think of that, um, imagine if you knew how to align your business to the stars. Uh, that is actually a really fucking, uh, potent thing to know because for instance, um, me knowing the things that I know about what's coming up in my chart and how that affects my business has actually been so important. And I guess I'm really impatient and I've really come out of this phase of just knowing that I'm restructuring, getting strong foundations. That has literally been the themes that I've been in um, for the past few months. And now I can see that everything is starting to move ahead. Now, for instance, um, I'm just going to break down because again, I I know my chart well, and I'm going to break down exactly the couple of things that are happening and activating within my chart and how I'm navigating that and what I'm actually doing. So the first thing, um, I have Venus and I'm going to talk about this as well because this is actually a really big um, theme uh, that is going to be playing out through eclipse season is Venus is going to move into Virgo. And so when this happens, this means that in my natal chart, Venus is moving into my second house, which is money, values, possessions, um, and in Virgo is all about restructuring, refining, reorganizing, and all those beautiful things. And I am totally here for that. Um, so what a Venus transit in the second house can mean as well is like money coming in. And what am I going to do with that? How am I going to restructure? How am I going to reorganize that? So I've been literally planning. And then it's like when it comes to my launches and things like that, it's like, yes, I've got a few offerings out there and I know that the money is going to be coming in. And so preparing for that. And so only will you have a Venus transit uh, once per year through your second house. Um, and sometimes it might even be a little bit longer than a year, depending on a retrograde uh, cycle as well. So um, that is pretty cool to know. So so I'm just going to have a little drinky poo. Wet the whistle, as they say. So, um, yeah, knowing that is pretty cool. And, um, yeah, like when we do a breakdown of your business and your business chart, um, you can see literally at what times, um, you know, you're going to get that second house activation of money, finances, and, you know, depending on which planet is activating that part of your chart will also, um, you know, change in which the ways in which you might, you know, want to focus on certain launches or, you know, favorable times for launches and things like that. So, um, that is something that I really have been looking at and I think it's really cool. Um, and, you know, that's just one planet and one thing that's being activated. The other one that is really potent is Mars. Looking at where Mars, um, Mars moves quite quickly, right? And Mars is all about our drive and our planet of taking action. Um, and I sort of spoke about it before with what was being activated. Mars is squaring Pluto and the collective, but Mars is always going to be activating a certain part of your chart. And so right now, Mars is in Libra. And for me, Libra is in my third house. And this is all about, okay, coming back to taking action on my message. Who am I speaking to? What am I speaking about? I've been really refining that. And it's been really interesting because across this time where Mars has been in Libra, it's literally been all about me. I don't know if you noticed, but I've really decided now um, that I'm really wanting to speak to people in business And using that because I'm passionate about business and freedom and people setting themselves up. And it really, I sort of worked out that I was kind of playing myself a little bit small when I was speaking to 
um, just the general population about astrology when I'm really passionate about business and astrology. And so um, having that activate my third house, and it still is, and it will still be um, until later this week. Uh, so that's been really interesting to see that play out. And you would have noticed yeah, a few shifts and changes in my messaging and who I'm speaking to. And then Mars is going to move into my fourth house. And so that's going to be all about taking action on things related to my security, my home, my family, and what I'm really feeling called to with that. And so, again, if I was working from, say, like a physical office, it might mean that I take action on, you know, cleaning my office or, you know, obviously I do have my office here at home, but um, it can also be related to if you were a business owner and you had a business premise or whatever, it could be time to action things related to your actual physical business office. And again, depending on what else is being activated, we can like look at things like that. So you would know um, ahead of time, like, okay, this is a good time to, you know, maybe do a bit of renovation, maybe um, change a few things. And because it's in Scorpio, it's all about change and transformation. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that um, and how that's going to play out for me. But see, knowing that I'm going to be ready and aware and it happens right in the middle of eclipse season. So I'm expecting the unexpected uh, when it comes to changes and opportunities and things that are going to be um, brought up to my awareness. So that is one thing. And I think it's just, yeah, it's actually fucking phenomenal when I go back and I, um, I journal every day and, you know, I talk about what's coming up, what's been astrologically happening and then how I'm feeling and what's been going on and read back. And I'm like, holy fuck, like you actually can't make this shit up. The stuff that I knew was going to happen, like happened, but obviously in a way that I didn't necessarily predict because I'm not, um, you know, going that deep into it. But I'm aware of like, you know, these are the focus points that I need to be focusing my energy on right now. And, you know, it's so good when you're actually prepared for all this stuff. And I know that my chart and everything has been, it's been a big time. (laughs) So if you are a Taurus, a Leo, an Aquarian and or a Scorpio, your chart has been very heavily activated collectively. Um, And yeah, if you have any of your sun, your moon, your rising, you will definitely have been feeling the last couple of years very strongly and we've had such a time especially if you've um if you've got any Taurus placements as well I'm a Taurus son um so it's been a time and it's still not quite over yet but it will be coming to an end soon or you know things will get easier and then there'll be other things that activate depending but yeah knowing all of this as like oh fuck okay yeah that makes sense like I'm actually so okay with that and I know that it's for my highest good so um that's just a couple of little examples of you know just even tracking Venus and Mars and how um that plays out in my business and also my life um because the two are you know essentially an extension of me and my um energetic makeup so I think that's fucking cool um so if that is something you were interested in, please reach out because I am starting to focus more of my readings in regards to business and really looking at one, your natal chart from a business perspective. So the first reading that I would do with you would be all around, okay, this is the way in which your natal makeup is. And so these are your strengths. This is, you know, the type of person that you're attracting. You can literally look at who your um, clients are and how they're attracted to you and how you can speak to them in order to attract them. Like, it's fucking powerful shit. And so, yeah, it's really, really interesting. And knowing that I know exactly who I'm speaking to. I know what to say, how they're going to be magnetized to me. So if I am ticking some boxes for you, then hopefully uh, when I break down your chart and have a look, I'll be like, oh, of course, that makes sense. And it's actually 
so crazy when I read people's charts or, you know, people come to me and I um, have a look at their chart. I'm like, oh, no wonder why you were drawn to this. You know, I ha- we have this in common and I was really magnetizing you with this part of my chart and this charm. So um, that's really fucking cool too. So anyways, I feel like I've rambled already for 20 minutes and haven't really spoken too, too much about what's coming up this week. So um, yeah, I'm going to just wrap that up around the astrology and the power of it in your day-to-day life and business. And I could talk for hours on those um, particular topics, but I think uh, moving forward and on the podcast, I think maybe I'm going to break down perhaps a planet um, in an episode and then talk about how it can activate different parts of your chart through all of the 12 houses um, and what that might mean for you and your business. So um, let me know if that is something you would be interested in uh, hearing. Uh, Reach out and let me know because I always love to respond to what you guys are wanting because I know, and again, I feel like I always just talk so much, but hey, it's a fucking podcast and that's what I'm here to do, isn't it? I'm good at talking. So (laughs) Um, I am really wanting to, I lost my train of thought because I just was like, stop talking in, but then I'm like, it's a podcast. Uh, This is what happens in my brain sometimes, guys. I have Mercury, right? So I'm, I'm just going to let you know. I have Mercury square Mars. And now what this creates, this is creates pressure. So it makes me want to talk fast. And I have it in both fire signs. Uh, sorry, my Mercury is in Taurus and my Mars is in a fire sign of Leo. And so this Leo fire is like, just talk, 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 talk. And it doesn't give me time to think or process. And my Taurus uh, Mercury wants to be kind of grounded and wants to take time to kind of think over before I speak to it. But then the Mars is like, no, 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 go, 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 go. So I feel like I'm in my head being like these two things playing out. And I'm like trying to think it through before I speak it. And then I speak it. And I'm like, well, the other gift of that is that I fucking learn things really quick because uh, Mercury is all about how I receive communication, how I learn as well. Um, So I learn things really fucking quick. And uh, if you know me well, you know that I listen to podcasts on two times uh, speed because I just fucking like, one, I get bored pretty quick. (laughs) And two, I actually process information really quickly and learn things really quick. So I literally listen to a two time speed and I just pick it up and it's like double the time of, you know, how long it was. It was an hour episode, only took me half an hour to learn it. I love that. So again, that's something really cool you can find out if you have those similar placements. Um, Now I had a big detraction there. I have no idea where I was going to go after that. But just know that astrology is powerful and you need it in your life. You need to be prepared. You need to know what is coming up. I honestly don't know how people who don't know their astrology charts uh, navigate life because if I didn't know what was going on my chart right now, I would actually think I was going to be um, heading to a mental asylum, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, I know I spoke about the breakdowns and things like that. Um, And a lot of this is actually happening more um, hidden and, you know, really taking time to be within myself and doing that. And that's going to be playing out for the next two years because I have Saturn in the eighth house, which is the fucking worst point um, of Saturn to be in. But hey, um, it's that's happening and it's going to be for two years, two and a half years. And you know what? It's actually fine. It's for my highest good, but it's definitely bringing up a lot of shit that I thought I dealt with that apparently I have not. So anyways, that is just another little thing. So um now let's talk about the week ahead now as i mentioned over this weekend uh well the weekend just gone because you're going to be listening to this on monday we had the mars and pluto square now this is really important because mars has been heavily activating the south node he made his conjunction to the south node uh late last week so that means that there was this real need um an early starting of like needing to release things starting to purge stuff 
Um, anything with a South Node and Mars activation is all about releasing old patterns or being brought to your awareness of what they are. And then as we head into the eclipses, it's going to be really about those sudden upheaval shifts, changes. Uh, if you didn't actually you know, start to become aware of those changes and shifts, the eclipses are going to bring that to your awareness and take things away um, that are no longer in your highest alignment. That is what eclipses do. They are karmic course correctors. So that is why that transit was quite important uh, because we're in a, yeah, a really interesting time of change and 2023 has been a fucking year. Um, astrologically, good news, 2024 is going to be a little bit uh, kinder to us, but again, it's going to have its moments. And yeah, so um, as we air tomorrow, uh, the 9th, we have Venus moves into Virgo. So Venus has been hanging out in Leo since early July, and now she is going to move out of there. So she's been in there for like, what, nearly July, August, September, October, nearly three, I think three and a half months. She might have even come in in mid-June. Um, can't quite remember the exact date she uh, first came in there. But um, she's been there for a fucking long time. And so all of those, that house of Leo has been really heavily activated. So what does this mean? Venus now moving into Virgo really shifts and changes um, the energy of whatever we came up with during this Venus retrograde is now going to be coming into this beautiful, refined Venus in Virgo energy. So Venus in Virgo is really about the purification, the refining. So Virgo is the virgin and um, it's this really pure energy that wants to fix, that wants to um, heal. Uh, it's related to our health. Okay, so there's this purification that's going to be taking place and Venus is going to be um, here in Virgo, I think, for at least a couple, oh, I don't actually know, I can't, I haven't uh, foregone how long she's going to be in there, but I would dare say she's definitely in there for the whole of the eclipse point. So she's not going to be moving until November. Uh, then she will move into Libra where she is exalted and she is happy. But um, Venus in Virgo is really going to be this time where, okay, we've come out of this period of, you know, Venus retrograde, our relationships are being tested. Now we're going to be um, going through that purification process. What what needed to change? How are we doing things differently? And not only that, but also a focus on the relationships in our health, you know, our mental health, our physical health. How are your relationships affecting your health? You know, is it the relationship you have to yourself? Really focusing on, you know, things related to that. And that's what's going to be activated because guess what? Venus is also the ruler of these next two eclipses. So that is really powerful. This Venus energy is very strong and she's been pretty much the the flavor of 2023 has been Venus, essentially. Um, there's obviously been a few more other big things happening, but, you know, at least this back end of the year, Venus has been the flavor uh, for a few months now, and she's been uh, having a bit of a, a workover. So it's definitely a time where Venus has now come out of Leo. She has been reborn. She is really um, now becoming into this purification process. She is... Yeah, it's just this new fresh energy. So notice that because, again, this is happening on Monday uh, as this is going out. And if you listen to it in real time, it also, I just love how synchronistic this is. She moves into directly at zero degrees of Virgo at 11, 11. So angel numbers. So there is potency. There is divine intervention there. And it's going to be a beautiful welcome to change. So that is happening on Monday. 
Um, and then on Tuesday, we have Pluto going direct. So Pluto has been doing its retrograde. And so now it's moving direct. So it's picking up its speed once again. And again, Pluto is has been activating the north and the south node. It's been in a tight square with them for quite some time. So as Pluto moves forward and starts to head back to um, the journey towards uh, 29 degrees of Capricorn, which is that energetic degree, and then it will move back into Aquarius for a little bit, and then it will have one more retrograde next year where it goes back to, I think, 29 degrees, maybe 28. And then um, after that, when it moves forward again, it will never be back in Capricorn. So uh, that is a collective uh, energy at play. So it'd be interesting to see um, as that goes direct. Uh, again, it basically just means it's a after a retrograde and when a planet goes direct, it's just that refinement, the restructure, the retrospect, the reflection of all of those Plutonian themes that have been coming up. It's like, okay, we've gone back over that. Now how are we going to do it different? That's the energy of um, that. And, yeah, Pluto is going to definitely bring up some stuff. Um, Now, we also have Mars. Sorry, that was just little Charlie again. He just loves to come in when I'm recording a podcast and he knows he's not allowed to. The temptation is real, huh? Um, Now, uh, Mars moves into Scorpio. Uh, So Mars has been in Libra for a couple of weeks now and is moving into Scorpio. And so, as I mentioned before, that for me is activating my fourth house. Um, And so look for where Scorpio is in your chart as to what is being activated there. But the real theme with Mars in Scorpio, it's in its, um, its natural domicile, right? So it's happy there. Mars is a traditional ruler. Um, of Scorpio and then now the modern day ruler is also Pluto however having Mars here is really about um, taking action on all of that stuff that's been purging and coming up from the undercurrents that we haven't really seen Mars is going to be like okay it's time to actually face that time to face all that shit that has been subconscious or perhaps you know it's just something you try to keep pushing down push down and now Mars is comes along and again this happens every year um, where Mars comes into Pluto, uh, to Scorpio, and that activates all of that. And again, uh, in not necessarily in this first eclipse, but the second eclipse, the Taurus uh, lunar eclipse that we're going to have, Mars is going to be heavily involved in that because uh, it's going to be directly opposing that particular eclipse and it's conjunct Mercury. And so that is going to really mean uh, watch your, because it's conjunct Mercury, it's going to mean watch your actions, watch your um, words, your communication, because eclipse energy is fiery, it's intense, uh, it's unpredictable, and your words have such power. So fucking bite your tongue and watch your tongue during that time. That's my number one bit of advice for that second eclipse uh, later on the 29th of October. Um, but again, so having Mars in Scorpio is a really beautiful time. Mars is happy here. Mars um, will definitely, you know, start to again there's there's high and there's low expressions of mars in scorpio but the highest expression is really actually this is the time to do the deep work the time to do that deep shadow work and again mars is the ruler of the north node in aries so uh, whatever started to come up for you with that north node in aries uh this is a time where we're really getting that activation of like really now is the time to alchemize to transmute to really shift and merge and um, transform into something new. So it's a really beautiful um, energy, okay? And, yeah, I feel like with um, what else have I got on that? Um, Oh, and then obviously on the 15th, which is next Sunday, we have the first eclipse, which is a ring of fire eclipse. So 
that is really fucking exciting. Uh, we That is quite a rare eclipse. And uh, the next one that we're going to be having is not until 2039. So it's a fucking big one. Hence why I've got the Eclipse Masterclass. So again, jump on that because you will want to know what is being activated, what is coming up and how you can best prepare. Uh, so that's going to be on Sunday. Now, the other couple of things that are really happening here, um, we have... Uh, I spoke about that. Sorry, I'm just checking my notes to make sure I am getting all of this juicy goodness out to you. So back to Venus. Now, Venus moves into Virgo. And then the very next day, she comes and touches next to Lilith. And then also, not only is she going to be touching Lilith, she's also opposing Saturn. So there is something with this type of um, aspect that means that we're going to have to work a little bit. So I spoke about Venus being that purification. So there's going to be something you're going to have to really work on. So again, as you enter something that is new, that has been, um, you know, new energy, whether it's in your relationships, your relationship to self, whatever that is, however that has been coming up for you, there is going to be work that needs to be done. So this is happening on the 10th. So uh, that will be on the Tuesday directly after. And so Again, this is really, I'm more speaking into this Venus Saturn first before I talk about the uh, Venus Lilith. Um, And so, yeah, that's going to mean there's going to be a little bit of work that needs to be done. And if you do the work, you will get rewarded by Saturn. Saturn always rewards you for that work. So um, bear in mind as to what comes up for you on Tuesday. Again, these energies is very, uh, the energies of this week are very volatile as we build into this first eclipse. Okay. That's the thing. It's like the eclipse can happen on Sunday. Something might major happen right on that day, or it might happen a few days after. It might happen a few weeks after, but the potency and everything is about building and feeling it now. And I'm really, I felt this um, eclipse energy strongly um, towards the back end of last week. And even my children, they're so attuned um, and just seeing, you know, there's been a couple of sicknesses and illnesses and how sensitive their little bodies are. And then I'm really having to do some more energy work on them, really support them, protect their energy and do lots of cleansing, do lots of protecting um, with some Reiki and all that sort of stuff for them. So we've already been really feeling this. And again, there's certain days that have activated more for us. And I know exactly what's happening within their charts, my chart. It's amazing. Um, So I can always be not to use that as like, oh, it's just because of this. It's like, no, knowledge is power. And with that knowledge, you can then uh, make the choices um, and you've got free will on that. So uh, just a little tangent there. So um, that is Venus and the Pluto uh, Saturn opposition, right? Then Venus and Lilith come together. Now, we've spoken a little bit about uh, Venus and Lilith back in the Venus retrograde episode. So if you want a little bit more around how or what was being percolated during that time, go back to that Venus episode. I don't know off the top of my head which episode it was, but it should be the episode titled uh, Leo season perhaps or Venus retrograde. I don't know. I actually haven't checked that since jumping on here, but that will um, give you a bit more of a rundown and a breakdown of those two um, themes. Now that they've shifted and both move from Leo into Virgo, again, there's like this rebellion on Lilith's part (laughs) that she wants you to rebel rebel against some form of order and structure because Virgo is very much about organisation and structure and, you know, having um, a strong emphasis on your day-to-day routine. So she kind of wants to come in and kind of go, well, actually, no, you need to um, have a bit of upheaval of your day-to-day routines and again Lilith is going to be here for nine months so this is going to be playing out across a nine months thing it's not necessarily going to be um 
a thing that just happens, you know, just this week. No, this is a nine-month theme, this Lilith in Venus. Oh, losing my words here. Lilith in Virgo, right? And so she wants to come in and she wants to be a bit disruptive and say, hey, how about you just step into your power? And what feels good for you, you know, breaking up that status quo around routines and structure in your day-to-day life, in your health, doing things different. There's going to be a real strong focus on like, actually, no, that wasn't serving me. I'm taking my power back and I'm not going to be doing that. So it's a strong thing around perhaps setting boundaries even, um, depending again where this is hitting your chart. Um, And now when she makes this connection to Venus, um, there's this energy of like, yeah, it's. I feel like there's a lot of, like needing to set boundaries in order to become more pure within yourself to really um, after all of these learnings that you've had out of the last couple of months within your relationships um, regarding yourself in your relationships. Again, this is still the ongoing theme of these eclipses too, because they're both ruled by Venus. So it's not like this energy and I keep banging on about it, but it's because this is literally what we signed up for. There is such a strong need to shift and change the way in which we relate to each other, the way in which we are attracted to each other, the way in which we are relating to money, to beauty, to finances, to our values. There's been a whole upheaval of all of that. And that just goes hand in hand because when we look at things from a more higher collective thing, as we move, and I mentioned at the start of the episode, as Pluto moves into Aquarius, we're really going to get Um, this new energy. And so we really need to be clear on what we value, what is true to us. And that's literally what is happening um, across these last few months. And it's going to still be playing out again, still for the next 18 months, because Venus is going to be the rule of the South node. So it's all about that purge and changing things um, and not carrying the the way of the past into the future um, and really looking at how and what we are taking with us. So when you look at this from the highest perspective of, you know, everything that's unfolding, it's just, it's amazing. And it's a real fucking time. So again, sometimes when I talk about this, you might feel nothing on a particular day and that's okay. And all of a sudden there might not be something that I've mentioned and you feel really activated and charged. These energies build, they wax, they wane. It's like, it's almost like, yeah, everything is constant state of flux and it's going to affect everybody differently. Okay. So have that in mind, but I am just giving you the overall arching themes and for some people you might not feel this until later you know you might not um experience this because it's really activating a really comfortable part of your chart that you've already really done the work on so have that in mind as well but i feel like um yeah there's going to be this real need to restructure especially around um your money and refine perhaps and reorganize the way in which you hold your money, you spend your money. Um, There's this real need for refinement and restructuring with that. And also the things that you value, you know, what do you value that may have changed? And you're refining those values again and how and what you want to spend your money on may not be the way in which you wanted to spend your money on three months ago because now you've got this new awareness. And so, um, yeah, it's all focusing around the health of your relationships, not only to yourself, to your money, to um other people okay so that is the real theme here and having these two literally just touch straight away is really cool i don't know um whether or not they will also have another conjunction again whilst um in virgo because there is no venus retrograde um happening uh in that particular sign for a little while so um i'm not 100 sure whether this will happen again but it's a really beautiful invitation to step into your power to understand that you are in charge lilith says that we are coming back to ourselves and that what we desire 
is and can be destined to us when we step into our power. So um, if you are desiring all of these changes um, and those learnings to be purified, to be cleansed, to be refined, to fix problems and solve solutions, then yes, when you step into that power, all of this can be uh, made happen as Venus is connecting with Lilith here. She's giving you that little push, that little push to continue to do the work. And if that's not enough, as I mentioned before, Venus is also opposing Saturn, right? And Saturn is again asking us to end fully because Saturn is in Pisces, right? Ending is in completions. It's asking us to end whatever it is that we need to in order to purify, to move forward. Okay, so that's really the, the themes here. Um, I have gone a little bit longer than I normally do, so I apologize. I think I'm going to wrap that up. Um, let me know if you enjoyed this, if this resonated, if this is helping you. Um, I always love to hear your feedback. Um, again, if you haven't, please subscribe to uh, this podcast. It helps my reach. Um, I've been looking at my numbers and it's so cool. This podcast is growing and building. And I know I have um, quite a few of you regular listeners. So thank you so much. I love you all. Um, and yeah, don't be a stranger. Feel free to come and connect with me. I hang out over on Instagram. So um, yeah, come and give me a DM, let me know that you are loving it or, you know, maybe you're not loving it. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, that's the other part. I'm here to trigger people too. So I know that some people might like some things and I'll trigger them on other things, but that's okay because that's that's what I'm here for and that's my mission and I'm just going to stand true and tall and own that about myself. So I love you all. May you all find the beauty in this. May you all have the strength to step into your power, to own your own authority, to lead and live a life in alignment by the stars. I hope that this helps you. Remember, I also do do the one-to-one -one readings if you want to know more about your personal chart. Uh, there is such power. And I wish I had known this sooner. But again, you know, we only know what we know. I love you all. Take care. And I will see you next Monday. Again, I saw it every week. I'll see you. <laughs> you will be listening to me next Monday as the next episode drops, uh, as we have just come out of that first eclipse. So it's going to be really interesting to see what has happened there. Um, I might even speak a little bit around um, the eclipse stuff. But again, this is your last opportunity if you're listening to this to get onto the masterclass that is happening this Friday. Okay, so you want to know this before the eclipse and before the, the next eclipse because we're going into the wormhole. This is the storm, uh, the, well, the calm before the storm. So uh, be prepared, get ready. And I love you all. All the best for this eclipse. Um, Again, you might feel strongly about stuff. You might not feel anything at all. I love how when I try to say goodbye, it ends up to being like a fucking two-minute fiasco. It's just like when you're at family events and you try to say bye and then you just get stuck talking again and you're like, I was fucking going. I should have just left and not said bye. Um, anyways, that's rude. Um, so I'm saying bye now. <laughs> I'll see you next Monday. Love you all. Bye.